I think that's amazing that through all your experiences that you've, you've been able to say, hey, yeah, I have a voice. I have something to say. I have something to do. I have something to contribute. Welcome to the Online Creator Podcast. I'm your host, Kim Tradewell, founder of May & James Co., a creative digital company. Building a brand is about human connection. I am here to help you articulate your story through strategy, development, and execution. I believe that anything is possible at any age and at any stage of business. The only limits we have are the ones that we place on ourselves. I want you to feel like you are supported, not alone, and that you are able to take action quickly. On this podcast, expect to hear interviews from a wide range of guest speakers, bite-sized solo episodes from myself, bingeable episodes that will give you insights, different perspectives, and actionable strategies to help you reach your goals personally and professionally. Now let's get into the show. Welcome to my solo interview. It's not really a solo because I have a guest interviewer today. Her name's Carrie and she's been a close family friend since, I don't know, Carrie, like grade six. Grade six. We actually met on the Tobogganine Hill in our neighborhood and we don't get to see each other very often. But when she said she was potentially coming to visit over the holidays, I was so excited just for a variety of reasons. She's, again, a close friend and I just value our time together and cherish it when we get it. And I just kind of thought, how fun would it be to have her interview me on my podcast? And so welcome, Carrie, and thanks for coming on the show. Thank you for having me. I'm looking forward to this conversation as I've seen you delve into this new frontier, we may call it, and the excitement and passion that you talk to me about it. But as someone who isn't around you on the daily, I still have a lot of questions and uncertainty about what your new gig is. And so I'm looking forward to learning through talking to you a little bit more about, about this new venture that you have. All right, this is awesome. And I don't do a good enough job talking about who I am more with my listeners. So I think this is a great opportunity for people to get to know who I am a little bit more. And I know this conversation has actually come up with previous guests. We talk about this quite often, actually, is about how a lot of our friends and family don't really understand what we do because this is kind of a new frontier for a lot of people. And so I just start talking and spewing all of this excitement and energy and they're like looking at me like I am crazy. So <laughs> I'm so glad that we have this opportunity to chat and have a conversation a little bit more who Kim is a little bit behind the scenes and also to for you to discover a little bit more about what Me and James Co. is. Yeah, that is that's awesome. what this show is all about. So let's let's dive in. All right. You I gotta get used to like you asking questions. <laughs> so I'm gonna let you lead. I'm going with it. So the first thing that you just brought up is a little bit about the name, May and James Co. I have my suspicions and uh, of where the name comes from, but you know, I I would like to know more about 
making that choice as being your company brand. Okay, so I think a lot of us can relate that when you start on a venture, the name is the first place we gravitate to. Obviously, we need a name for our business and it can really hang us up. So I sat for a while and when I, I just remember going, don't let the name hang you up, but it also has to really mean something to you. So May is my daughter's middle name and James is our son's middle name. And it actually has a lot of family history. I think middle names can have that kind of, you know, legacy, I guess, in a way. May was my, Mabel was my grandma's name. And so that is very similar to my husband's grandma's name. And she meant a lot to him. And well, obviously, my grandma meant a lot to me, too. So May um, just kind of made sense to start it with me and then James has a lot of family history so my husband's dad's name is James his middle my husband's middle name is James our son's name is like it's just all you know it means a lot so I was just like why not create something that can really uh, live outside of even me and potentially grow on to be something for them to carry on if they so choose I love it and I love how it represents your entire family, both your side and your husband's side. So as someone who is still wrapping my head around like the amazing thing that you are doing, can you please in about three to five simple sentences explain to me what it is you do? Yeah. So I think, again, when I started this venture, probably about two and a half years ago, like a lot of people kind of started out as a general VA, trying to figure out what path I wanted to take. Started with a couple social media clients, started kind of dabbling in website work for about a year, working in WordPress websites, and then transitioning into show it websites, which I actually still really have a passion for and a creative, you know, kind of lens for because it's just so fun. But audio was always something that I really kept getting drawn and pulled back to um, my my job and my adult career has been in health promotion. So we started kind of seeing a change in how people were consuming information. And so when we were bringing in presenters into a community around a certain topic, you know, there were it was really good information. The presenters were top notch. People were only getting a handful of that target population coming out because everybody is busy. Everybody wants the information. Everybody cares about their lives, their kids' lives. They want the information, but they just are too busy. So we started playing with audio then. And I saw how there was so much potential for it in no matter what business you own, no matter what you do, audio can be an accessible way for people to consume information on their own terms. So I was like, why would I not focus in on that? And I also love the art of storytelling and believe the importance and value that it brings in in any industry. And so I just, yeah, I just kind of dove head into audio about, it's been about a year this spring. And yeah, I haven't looked back because it's just, there's so much potential that you can do with it. And I also talk about audio assets versus podcasting because there's so much more than just podcasting in audio so and again like podcasting isn't for everyone because it is a bit of a beast but audio assets can be 
Can you tell me more about what you mean by audio assets? Yeah. So audio assets can be either a public or a private audio feed. So a traditional podcast is a public feed that can be accessible by anyone. A private feed is only accessible through a specific RSS link that you actually send to your clients, to your listeners, to your consumers. Like it's and and there's so many different areas and paths that you can take a private audio feed. So whether it's through a course or a coaching platform, there's so many different ways that you can use it. And I think it's also a nice place for people to start in the audio field because it's not as intimidating. You know, you can do like a short mini podcast that's just private for a specific audience versus a public podcast that's going out to anyone and everyone. And that can be pretty intimidating. And I think maybe then you can be more intentional because you know who for exactly your audience is going to be, maybe. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, I think when you create a public podcast, you have to be really intentional about who your listener is because a lot of people create podcasts for themselves, but it's not for you. It's for the person that you're delivering the value and information to. But a private podcast is the same thing. You're right. It And I I think they're only starting to scratch the surface. I think people, now that they're recognizing the ability that they can do with it and create with it, with their own businesses, I think it's like li- literally limitless. Um, and yeah, they can they can be really fun because you can test out where it works in your business. The platform, the hosting platform that I am passionate about is Hello Audio. I talk about it all the time. But the reason why they created that platform, that hosting platform was specifically for coaches, you know, so when you create, you you spend all this time and energy on creating a course, you really, at the end of the day, you want your students to be successful. And so they created this hosting platform so that they could see the completion rates increase. And they did. So that's why I'm just so like passionate about supporting that platform, because I see the potential of creating private feeds and public feeds within that hosting platform and the ability that you can the potential that you can use with it. That's awesome. Yeah. I know that we hear, I hear as just an average citizen of the world, not a techno person, that our society is very visual, that, that visual plays, visual images play a huge importance in communicating as well. How do you feel audio has advantage over visual or do you think that there's also a place for instead of one over the other, that there's a place for each individually or each together? Yeah, that's a great question. And I think they should go together. There's a place. Some courses are really highly visual. And so you have to really be creative in how you how you develop that. An example is a client that came to me is an artist recently, mm-hmm. and she was all I mean, all of her stuff is very, very visual and all of her platforms and her membership are all very, very visual. And, and you know, we were trying to we sat back and we were trying to figure out how she could create a private feed for her members that made sense or for potential new members in her world. So we sat back and take, took a look at what she had already developed. And she had like a ton of content already developed as a blog post. And so what we did for her was we created like kind of like categories for certain mini podcasts that she could use and develop 
all of that blog post content for and under. And now it had to like, he had to read it and wordsmith it a little bit because it's a different end user at the end of the day when you're reading, just like a video, video content would be. There's some times that you can literally pull audio from your whole video course and just completely use that. That doesn't happen all the time because at the end of the day, when you're using a video style format, like a YouTube video for a certain topic, you know, like right now I'm speaking with my hands. I can already <laughs> see it. Right. So you, you have to be a little bit more specific and I guess kind of like really kind of figure out like what that will look like for the end user because it is different platforms. But what I'm trying to say is that audio can be used in partnership with video or alongside it. It's definitely something that you should consider in your business moving forward because it, it just allows for more accessibility. And, and I think at the end of the day, we know people are busy. I don't want to come to a live webinar if I, I don't always have the time to book it in when they, when they slot the time, even though I want the information. So I really, really hope that they have an audio form. A lot of people that I talk to too in this industry, um, we all want to learn, but we're tired of signing up for courses that don't have an audio version or an audio component to it because at the end of the day like how much time do we have to just sit and watch a youtube thing on something that could be 100 percent audio adapted that we can take while we are driving our kids to work while we're taking our dogs for a walk while we're prepping food at the end of the day while we're you know like we just need to really be thoughtful about how people are consuming information and, and being supportive and meeting people where they're at. Because at the end of the day, that's what matters is that people are like there and aware. And you can tell that we've known each other for a very long time because as she's going through her explanation, I'm going, yeah, sitting down and being tied to a monitor while you're watching a video or do, watching a live course is very limiting. Whereas we... I hear all the time of people, oh, yeah, did, I, did you read that book? No, but I listened to it in my commute to the car, you know, the audio books and all those things. And, and like, and I was actually envisioning standing in the kitchen prepping yeah. food as well. It just it allows for that multitask ability that I think being trapped to a monitor doesn't necessarily allow you to, to be. Because like you said, we're all busy. Multitasking has to happen at some point and audio is a little bit more flexible for that. Absolutely. It's not going to completely eliminate video. Oh. We'll, we'll never do that. But I think it absolutely should be part of the game plan when you are considering a new course that you're offering, considering a new lead magnet that you want to create, considering how you're repurposing any of your content, whether it's blog posts, whether it's YouTube videos, whether it's considering how you're building in relationship building into your marketing plan or into your business plan for the new year. I mean, there's so many ways that you can add audio. It doesn't just have to be a traditional podcast. And I think we need to be thinking outside of the box if we want to really attract any kind of t attention, be different, stand out from the pack, and also want success and see success with the people that are in our world. Right. And I like that when you refer to the being able to give your consumer choice, what yeah. works for them, what type of learner they're. As a teacher, I'm always thinking what type of learner everybody is. 
So you were just talking about success, that concept of success. Um, so how would you define success for yourself and for your business, for May and James Co? I think that's an interesting question because I think that's something that we're constantly asking ourselves. So I said earlier that my line of business or my career for the last, you know, my for most of my adult career has been in a unionized position with the health authority or health region or whatever that looks like in your where you live. And so it was very structured. And so this entrepreneurial world has been such an evolution and a change for me. I have learned so much over the last two and a half years, and I really just only see myself continuing to learn and grow. But that's what comes with owning your own business. And I think you see kind of what path you want to take, where you want to spend more of your time and energy. And I really do. I love the one-on-one work when I get to work with clients. And, and that's the beauty of entrepreneurship is that we get to choose just as much as our clients get to choose to work with us. We get to choose if we want to work with them. And when you spend a ton of time editing and producing a podcast episode, you want to be interested and you want to care about what your client is actually talking about. Otherwise, you're not going to stay in the game for very long because it's a lot of time and energy spent on producing something to have it sound good. And and I only want the best quality for my clients when I work with them. So having that agency model has been fantastic. I, I do concentrate on VIP days, which look like intensive days that I work one-on-one with clients and then I hand them over the product at the end of the day that we've worked on. So that could be either podcast launch, a podcast refresh. If you already have a podcast, but you just want to revamp it and refresh it and bring it back to life, that could look like developing content for your new season. And we work together on that, or it could be looking at how do I scale and monetize my podcast? Because believe it or not, there's a lot of people that put all this time and energy into creating a podcast and they've done it for like a ton of time. And they have not even put in a call to action in one episode. And so it's great content, great value. And they have a ton of downloads and a ton of, you know, listenership. But at the end of the day, that doesn't matter if it doesn't like equal something in your business that's scalable. Maybe maybe that's all you want. But that's something that, you know, Mm -hmm. we work and talk about. So I concentrate on VIP days. I have this agency model, but I have realized and that you know, and I think this is an age thing too, that our time is very valuable. And so I can only hang on to so many clients as an agency model because I still am a solopreneur. I have recently, I do have a little bit of help in the production piece, but I need to figure out like, what does that success look like for me? And, and my success is not sitting in my office every day, Monday through Friday and some evenings on the weekends or some evenings during the weekdays. Um, Because I still have a life to live and I still want to see and do things outside of this space. And so success to me for this new year is really going to look like how do I create a business outside of that agency model that reflects more of that time freedom? And yeah, so I'm just going to be really, really selective with who I choose to work with and how I work with them. Love it. You did also talk about that concept of being an entrepreneur, which is something that I so greatly admire in you and everybody who has the ideas and the bravery to jump out on and do their own thing. How have you leveraged your voice 
to build your business and your brand? So this is something, again, that I have worked on and forever. And, and something I encourage my clients to do is that if you are building a business, you are in turn building your personal brand because without your personal brand, at the end of the day, you're not scaling. And, and so like, again, that comes down to your why. So just like when I work with a new client with why you want a podcast or creating an audio asset, there has to be that really that foundation of why you're doing this. And if you don't have that figured out, then you need to go back to the drawing board. And I think as an entrepreneur, we do that quite often, or we should. We should look at it at least once a year. And if not, maybe every, every quarter and, and be, are we being true to our why again and our foundation? Because if we're not, then we need to reevaluate. But yeah, it's, it's a lot. <laughs> it's, it's really a lot. And um, I don't know if I answered that. I don't think I did. But I feel like it's just, it's just a part of this journey that we have to figure out. And there's no clear roadmap, but we really do need to be true to who we are and, and that foundational why before we can build and scale. And so if, if you have, if you've created a business where it is completely service-based and you're happy with that, that's amazing. Then that's success. But if you, if you see a bigger picture for how you want to spend your time, then you really need to sit down and and put yourself in circles where there's people that are in that same situation that are maybe a step ahead of you so that you can really grow and, and keep expanding if you don't want to that's fine but if you do then that's that's i feel like in order to see success on my terms for this year for this growth stage I, that's what i need to do great you're talking about the importance of why and it got me thinking about how much I love Simon Sinek and that whole concept of the, the power of why. What is your why? Always coming back to that. And then it got me thinking about other people that I admire both as an educator and as a person who is kind of on this journey of self-discovery and development and growth. So who is someone that you admire either personally or professionally or both? Oh my gosh, there's so many people. There's so many people. But you know what? Like I, I keep thinking just personally, it's, it's like my parents seeing my mom work full time and still like making sure that there's like food, like good food on the table for me and my brother and, you know, always being there for us, taking us to wherever we need to be. But it's funny because I remember her saying as I was growing up, like, don't keep leaving you, you last. And like, make sure you're not last on the list. But it's really hard as a parent to put ourselves first. And so she's definitely 100% a role model. And then there's so many in this entrepreneurial world that I look up to and that I admire. And I think, again, it's like putting ourselves in that, in those circles so that we can keep learning and growing from people. I have met some of the most amazing humans in this online space over this past time that I've been here and I never would have had the opportunity to meet them if I wouldn't have put myself out of my comfort zone and put myself here and yeah like there's some big ones that I admire I admire Mel Robbins I admire, I admire um you know oh they're just so there's so many I've got a huge list like my Rolodex for my podcast is ridiculous but they don't they're not all necessarily big names you know, like they're just not. And I admire them for a variety of different reasons. And you know what? I don't think I actually answered this properly either in the last question. I went around about 
finding my own voice has been really, really tough. And it's been something that I'm still working on. And I kept putting this podcast, my own podcast on the shelf for so long because I, I didn't feel like I had enough to share. And I think a lot of us can relate to that. And I think what I am able to do is bring my own perspective of my own journey. I love the art of conversations. I love having a, you know, like, like I admire you, Carrie. I, I, that's why we have been friends for so long, because we can have the most amazing conversations and you push me. And that's what I, that's what I need in my world and in my life. And I will always need that because that's what helps us grow and learn and be who we are as humans. So I'd have, I, I love having thoughtful conversations, whether we're on the same side or not. And actually, I prefer us not being on the same sides because that's what <laughs> makes us be more thoughtful and, and introspective and all of those good things. So yeah, this, this journey has been amazing because without this, I would never have met these people and would never have been in the shoes that I'm in right now today. The growth that I've seen in my own self personally has been pretty amazing. And I don't, I don't want to stop. Well, I think we have a little bit of a, a mutual admiration society going on because I, like I've told you, as I've seen you delve deeper into this business and grow and take on all these new challenges as someone who is, I go to school, I teach all day and yeah, I do other things outside of that. And you know, uh, to support the field of education, which I'm very passionate about. I am very much in awe of what you have done and admire you so greatly for doing just that, putting yourself out there because change isn't change is hard, but believing in yourself is even harder. Yeah. And I just, I'm so proud of you. It's funny because when I work with new clients and I, I help lift them up, it's like, you know, my teenage kids, I'm constantly trying to lift them up and support them and my husband too. And I always think, well, who's, who's lifting myself up? And I think we have to do that ourselves. And if we don't start with ourselves lifting ourselves up, then how do we expect anybody else to do that around us? And, and I, and I'm also not like, I'm not very patient. So I just like, I'm like, well, I'm just going to try. If I wait for somebody to go to the gym with, I'll never get to the gym. So I just create my own schedule and do my own things. And if it doesn't work, then I reevaluate that schedule or reevaluate that step that I took. And, and I think creating those kind of steps through our lives is really helpful and it kind of timelines. I remember starting my own job, like my first job when I first finished university and I was like, I'm going to give this a year. And if I don't like it, then I'm going to change things up. Because if I, if you don't look at life like that, then we will never be, oh, we'll get stuck. And, mm -hmm. and I feel like a lot of us just get stuck and we don't, we don't offer ourselves the chance and the opportunity to see what's possible. And, and that's what life's all about. Absolutely. And to not only, and to not quit, like I think like when you get stuck, it's the perseverance and the not quitting and giving up on yourself, giving up on the career, but taking what you, the gifts that you have, the knowledge you have, the skills that you have from even a career that you want to leave and using those things as you move forward. So I know that your background is in health, but, and you've talked a little bit about how some of that role has helped you, but what other, like, what other ways has that chapter in your life 
not just with the experiences on audio, but in general, helped you be able to be brave enough to take, to basically leave it and take a step? You know what? That's a good question because I, I don't, I don't think we give ourselves enough credit for the work that we have done. So not only have I like, obviously the audio piece been really strong, but also I've had the ability to work with a lot of different personalities and groups of people. And I, I love that challenge too, of figuring out, okay, what's the personality like and what do I need to do to kind of mediate that situation so that we can help this like move in the direction that we want it to move. And so I've had to do that for years. And so that's been a real asset. The one thing that my job, having that job for so long did do though, was in order to show success, I was never in the limelight. And so for to create my own brand and become visible was never something I even thought I needed to do or should do, but it 100% is. And so it's taken me a little bit longer than some people because that was my natural go-to was if I, if I show my client success, then I've been successful. Well, yes, true. But if I want to grow and scale my business, I have to create my own brand and I need to be more visible. And so that's something that creating this podcast has allowed me to do already is allow myself the opportunity to be a little bit more in the front instead of always in the back. And so, yeah. Lifting everybody else up. Believe it or not, growing up with Kim, Kim was always quite shy. And it's been amazing to see her finally step into the light (laughs) and to own it. And both her voice and her you know, and her strength. And so, like I said, I, I think that's amazing that through all your experiences that you've, you've been able to say, Hey, yeah, I have a voice. I have something to say. I have something to do. I have something to contribute. I feel like, yeah, I think your perspective is pretty right. Like I am shy when I don't, I tend to be a little bit quieter in groups until I get to know the people. And then I, I open up a lot more, but Finding my own voice in this field of this online space has been difficult because it's so different. It's so unique and it's been a challenge. And I think the biggest thing that I want people to take away from this, even this episode, is that your voice does matter. It doesn't matter how many people talk about the same topic that you want to talk about on. You're bringing your own spin, your own perspective, and you're you. And I think. There's so, so many of us that keep holding ourselves back and I don't want you to wait as long as I waited. And I think I, I put my help, myself on pause for way too long. And now that I've hit record, I'm pretty excited about what's next. That is awesome. Um, yeah, I think I, I am so excited that I could share a little bit behind the scenes of what I do with you. And I, I, Every time I get a chance to talk to Carrie, I'm always like, oh my gosh, there's so much you could do in the education field around audio that would really, you know, light a fire. I know it would once you started and I'm excited to see where your path takes you to in this chapter of life. And, and again, like it doesn't matter what stage you are in life, like just try, like we have so much more life to live and why wait? Yes. Thank you. I, I Kim knows me well because she knows I always have something to say, whether people want to listen to it or not. I love this idea of 
having uh, this platform mm-hmm. to share with what I've learned in the field of education, both as an educator and an educational leader and uh, someone who's worked with different grades. And, and I, yeah, you're right. I, you, like you said, you don't have to have a special niche. You have to have, you know, something to say. Yeah. And I love that. And I think that's how we need to end this conversation. So thank you so much for doing this. Thank you again. Thanks so much for listening into the show. It truly means so much to me. You can check out the important links mentioned in today's episode in the show notes. And please join the conversation over on Instagram at me and James Co. I love hearing from you. There are so many great conversations coming up. So please make sure you are subscribed to Apple or Spotify or any of your favorite media players so that you don't miss out. And if you enjoyed the show today, please share and leave a review and a rating because it helps us so very much. Until next time.